Hello, this is Pastor Becca Bateman of Doylestown Presbyterian Church. As our podcast audience continues to grow, I want to thank our loyal listeners and welcome those who may have just recently found us. We know that life can quickly become so busy, so this podcast offers an on-the-go opportunity to hear Sunday's sermon, along with a scripture lesson from that day's lay leader or preacher. We also encourage you to visit our website at dtownpc.org to learn more about our church and all the diverse ministries. Thank you for tuning in. Hear are these words from Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of the bread and the prayers. Awe came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? God, we are so thankful for your continuation in our life to nudge us, to move us. As we speak this morning about this early church, may our lives be enlivened by it and also moved by it. In your name we pray, amen. As we heard our wonderful disciples this morning reading our scripture, it did remind me that we are in the midst of a whirlwind, that this church is a wonderful place to be with so much activity, so much life, and sometimes we catch a glimpse of it. And I indeed caught a glimpse of it this morning. When I was originally thinking about our scripture this morning, I was caught back to a time when I have taught this verse to a young little girl who was in my Sunday school class. And after hearing about the great acts of the Holy Spirit that came in through a whirlwind and touched this huge crowd, and that the disciples were gathered afterwards, and all that that was, she asked me, well, does God work in big ways like that still today? And I had to muster all of the thoughts that I had that were swirling in my head. Well, yes, God does work in the same way and also in different ways and in big ways and small ways. But the thought that came to mind was, are we paying attention to it? Maybe, maybe not. And I couldn't articulate everything to this little girl, but I knew that she was asking an honest question. And I think I was needing to ask that question even further to myself. Did I actually believe that God was at work day by day through various people? And was this church that we have all ascribed to something that was still in existence today? And an amazing church is that. Well, our scripture for today does explore the life and ministry of the early church. And you might have noticed it's Acts chapter 2. So it was after Pentecost that the whirlwind had come in and these people were gathered together. The Holy Spirit is described so palpably and so tactilely as a non-consuming fire. And we also hear 
Peter, one of the disciples, stood up and preached the greatest sermon ever preached. It was absolutely amazing, and 3,000 were added to their number day by day. And the Christian community doesn't uh, stop there. They continue on. They sit around and do something that I would call maybe a utopian Christian society, where they sat around talking theology, living together, praying together, and as one of our disciples highlighted, eating together, which is definitely makes them Presbyterian. <laughs> maybe it's that they so intently believed that Jesus was right about to return. They had just seen Jesus go up to heaven and heard that the Spirit would be with them, and the Spirit was with them. And they were living their lives day by day because they believed that Jesus' return was imminent. And so why keep all of your things? Share it with everyone. Perhaps this depiction in Scripture is like this because there was a Roman Empire that was occupying the land in which they lived. And they needed to tell them we are populated, we are peaceful. Those are two very important messages that they needed to share. I'm not exactly sure how this scripture ends up in this way and why in this way, this way. But I am inquisitive about how this church that was Pentecost, that was this utopian society, why it was described as the church back then, and now we have this church now. Because the church that I know is a church that has dysfunction, is not quite utopian. A church with people who have disagreed with one another and in fact have gotten into fights with one another. This picture of this utopian church doesn't exactly meet what I feel like the church has become. But yet it also doesn't completely describe the church I know it is and also will be. And so that's where I thought my questions might get a little bit more answered. And I really do love that they sat together and they did those four pillars of the church. So as, as we were thinking in this beyond campaign that we've been in now for four weeks and as we approach Commitment Sunday, we thought to ourselves as the spiritual guide team, in what ways could we help ourselves understand to be more committed to the church, and in what ways could we help be better understanding about how the church is, how God wants it to be. And we thought there's no better way than through prayer. And so you received this morning a card with a certain number of names on it. I invite you to take that out. Maybe you already scanned it, maybe you already know what on earth is going to happen. But what if we had the entire congregation lift up the entire congregation in prayer this next week as we move ourselves towards Commitment Sunday. The spiritual guide team is myself, the Colburn family who you met, the Walter family, and also Marie Stevens. And we wrote down the name of all, almost 2,000 of you on a card. Yeah, it was a lot of work. But now comes the hard part. We're asking each of you to include the people that are on your card in your daily prayers this week. Pray for them by name. Pray for their health and well-being. Pray that their faith may be encouraged. Pray for their connection here at DPC and pray 
that they might be more committed to DPC than they already are now. The whole congregation praying for the whole congregation. Now, I don't know exactly who is on your cards, and God dealt that out randomly. Maybe you smiled or thought when you saw a particular name, and I'm not responsible for the wisdom that God had for putting that particular name on there. Maybe there's some funny ones. And one reason that we're praying is because it strengthens our connection with God, of course. That line between myself and God and listening to what God has for me, that's a wonderful way to be and something that we're completely about here in praying. But something else happens in prayer. You're connecting to someone else in an intimate way that you might not have noticed before. It's sort of a meditative reframing that is a process that is surrendering all presuppositions about this person to God. The author Frederick Beekner writes it best in his book, Whistling in the Dark. You see where the person is vulnerable. You see where the person is scared. You see where there is joy and where that might come from. You see where there's hatefulness. And you see where they might cause hurt for their own selves. And this person may be light years away, and you might be light years away from knowing them, but you become more human, and they become more human to you. Prayer like this, even a momentary one, nudges us a little bit closer to God and the wholeness and love, and it draws us closer to this great God that we have. And we do have a great God, don't we? Now, the main character in the book of Acts, you might have thought through, it was not Peter, even with his fantastic preaching. It was not Paul with his extensive missionary work. And it wasn't even the church with its massive expansion. The main character in the book of Acts is God. And that same spirit is alive and work day by day. And God is at work relentlessly. So it goes back to the question of where do we see God in the church today? Is it moving? Is the spirit moving in this place? Is there reordering of things in our lives that we might act with these people that we love so much in our community out of gratitude? This big extended church family is an amazing place to be. And when we love and when we care for one another, we are so much more intimately connected with one another. And when we are able to be a community with one another, at peace with one another, we are able to do further God's kingdom. And I think I have seen the church be not so stagnant, even today. As you might have noticed, there is so much going on. I don't see a stagnant church. I see children presenting scripture. I see choirs singing of God's glory and ringing. I see new members being welcomed and also taking a moment to celebrate our 50-year members. We have more baptisms baptism scheduled coming up than we have days and Sundays before us. And I know that the sign-up genius for the community meal is already full for this particular month. We're refocusing, we're re-communitying, we're praying together, 
we're eating together, we're fellowshipping together, and we're teaching with one another. And I think that a God who is able to do far more abundantly than we can imagine is in our midst. And it's amazing church that we are a part of. And I'm grateful to be committed to it as well. Amen and amen. Thank you again for joining us today. Once again, I invite you to check out dtownpc.org for information about our worship and programming for all ages.